The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Welcome Termina. to OAA Now. I'm Sammy Termina, blogger of the um, Dragons Insider, blogger inside the OAA, and one of the hosts we can us on Orient Neighborhood Television. I'd like to welcome our friends watching us on Orient Neighborhood Television and also hearing us on SoundCloud on the local voice. Got Ian here back here. I'm back. And we got we got a lot of news to talk about, particularly in the Lake Orion area. You know? Been a while since we had breaking news, it's Sam. It's been a long while since we had breaking <laughs> news. I mean, really. Lake Orion's got a new boys basketball coach. What? They do. Do tell. N- name is Joe Schroeder. Um comes from Pontiac. Um takes over a um takes over a team that um Went thirteen and nine last yes. year. Um, we talked about him extensively. He, yep, he takes over for Jim Manzo. Um, of course, Jim Manzo stepping down from teaching at the end of the year. Um, stepped yeah. down from coaching in March. Um, you know, I want to get your early thoughts about um, what Schroeder brings to this to this basketball team and this program. Well, one, uh, I'm kind of surprised. I, I mean, it's a I don't know much about the the guy. But I do know he had a heck of a season last year, right? He he under tough circumstances. We we've talked about it many times. Pontiac's a tough gig. It is, and it you is know, not an easy gig. No, and you're always you're battling the numbers. You're battling participation. And what did he do? He turned that program around completely, and had rolling an undefeated season for a good portion of the year. Then they ran into a buzzsaw called Oxford, Oxford right? But when you look at what Schroeder brings to the table. Yeah. You look at what he brings. Of course, he's coached. He's he's had successful coaching gigs in college. Yes. Of course, we mentioned Pontiac. We uh, mentioned college that, was all of that. I think all of that college. Yeah. Um, but um, but when you look at Schroeder, he he lives in Lake Orion. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he lives in Lake Orion. He is a close neighbor to Jim Manzo. Mm. So that is a plus there. Um, and you got to look at the track record here. I mean, like um. With Schroeder. And interesting, uh, Coach um, Adam Lake Orient Athletic, Chris Bell, said in the press release that he's the perfect for the program going forward. His years of successful coaching experience, his ability to build a championship program, and his ability to work positively with high school athletes makes Coach, Coach Schroeder a tremendous fit for Lake Orient High School. There are a lot of pros and cons. I mean, like a lot of – I've got a lot of – Positives and a lot of questions okay. when I look at this. Well, with any coach, there's questions, right? Mm-hmm. We, we talked to, with uh, the different coaching changes throughout the OAA, right? So, you what know, are you, and here's the thing. you want to do positives or questions first? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, had a vision, I had visions thinking about, thinking about that. I had a feeling that Shorter would be the guy. You think so? And I had this during the Lake Orion Pike Notre Dame preparatory game huh. on the day Lake Orion played Notre Dame prep. Okay. Um, I remember he scouted that game. He scouted that game, um, trying to get information on Notre Dame prep for his team for Pontiac. Um, you know, um, I remember having a talk with him. You know, I've known okay. him. I've known him for a while now. You know, I've known him really well um, going up against him. But you know, a few weeks, and then of course, um, I just having the conversations. You know, and wished him luck hanging in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and um, the pot, the things that I look at with the positives is. You know, 
the track record, what he did last year was very special, you know, and I think that's a, um, but here's some of the concerns that I have. Okay. The first concern I have is can Schroeder build the trust with the players and can the players trust what his system, what, what the system? How much different is it than the current system? Well, you know? that's the big question. You know, I don't, We've talked about this sort of thing a lot, right? Uh-huh. Uh, how do the players react? How do the players Does react? Does the coach work within the personnel that he has? Mm-hmm. And right? then so you got to look at, and then you got to look at the personnel he's got coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then of course the other one, and the other the other concern that I have, and I know this is a big concern, he has never coached in the red. Schroeder has never coached in the red. And for the players, you know, they want to prove that they and for the players, they want to prove that this season, that last season wasn't a fluke. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to prove on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but the players it, have to buy in the shorter system. Absolutely. If, yes. If, if this can work, you know, when you look at Lake Orion, when you look at the, his personnel, he's got back. You really have technically two starters back. But you had two guys also that played significant time early in the year, but really regressed during the um, middle and the late part of the year. When you look at the two returning starters, you look at um, you look at Drew Van Hack and Jill Bogheimer. Both of them had great had um, both of them played well during the season, and Dylan Bogheimer really improved and up become a starter. And then you have an and then you have another guy in Cameron Sutton who saw significant time. From the bench, he ended up getting you some big time shots, you know, okay. when you need him. But then, of course, here's the two players that regressed last that regressed last year in Isaiah Harris and Jack Cummings. Both those guys started early, um, kind, and then and then they they really struggled. Um, of course, Cummings I really felt was the ankle injury mm, kind of really bothered him. Tell me you know I mean? that. You can't underestimate that. You can't underestimate that, and I think he was. It takes not, a long time to come back. He was not the same player after that ankle injury. Um, and then Isaiah Harris. You know, there were some times that he took some really bad shots. Um, but um, I and there were games he didn't even play. I mean, like, and I think those two guys. You know, I think they need to have a big senior campaign. Both of them. I think both of them do. The question is yeah. going to be how healthy Cummings is. Yeah. And then Harris, he needs a bounce back here. I think he needs. I think if he can get a big bounce back here, I think this and I think this team could go places. Mm-hmm. But another problem I have is the division this team's going to be in. Yeah. When you look at the red division, we know what Clarkson's got back. Yeah, yeah. North Farms has got everybody back. Yeah. Oak Park's got nearly everybody back. Yes. Ferndale coming up from the blue to the red. They got three transfers. And a freshman who played very well last year in Travian Jones. And they're just they were just gelling at the end. And they were gelling at the end. They yeah. got to the regional final themselves. Yeah. Um But what do you expect? OA Red, always. One of right? Thompson State. Quality. So uh, to me, this is this is for him and the players, both sides have got a ton to prove. They've got a ton to prove on both sides. They have a ton to prove, but it's the one thing is and can they build trust with their coach or Well, they got to build trust within each other, the players. Well, that's true. Said, so, but that's why you you're bringing in a coach. Uh, a a coach that has coach he's on all levels, right? Mhm. Um 
used to turnover, used to this sort of thing. He's a local guy, which helps, right? You're not sending out to California and shipping out some guy out here or no. lady or whatever. He's a local person and knows the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he throws something crazy at him, you know, scheme-wise, I, I think it's going to be a good transition. I think it's going to be smooth. But but if we're talking about players and how they're – but that's on the coach to try to – Get the guys going again. But and then it, when I had yeah. I, I had a vision when Zoe left the first year, back first time around when he left in two thousand eight, the program really went downhill. Um, it really went downhill. It kind of was like a disaster was waiting to happen that next okay. year in Zola, when Manzo left. Um, the team really struggled to gel under then coach Lance Davis. So then he was out after one year. Yeah, and. Then you bring in, like, Shaft Callis. You know, he got, gets his team in the district final. And then, of course, we know Tom Reese, what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, got the team to state quarterfinal. Yeah, that and was. Then got, and then got screwed in 2013 against Clarkson with a questionable fishing call against Zach Green. Um, that was terrible. But, and then when Mantle came back, you know, built the program back up and um, won the blue back in 2018. And, um you know, and then and look good doing it. Look good doing it. And then the red this year, you know, you had your ups and downs. You know, mm-hmm. the red's a brutal division. That's it is, that's... and that can be expected. It's, I mean, I don't know if any fan observer of Dragon basketball is expecting OA red champion. No, you know, I, I mean, it, you temper it with okay, are they making progress? Are they competitive? Right. That's that's the measure of any program. You know, with the, the coaches in there, are they competitive? Yeah. You know? Other concerns that I have, you know what I mean, and other questions I have is how will the sub varsity programs mm-hmm. react to them, and how would the uh, middle school programs react? You know what I mean. Now that they know that Schroeder's the guy, um, you know, I think it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. You know what I mean? How the sub varsity programs and the middle school programs, you know, Pontiac is not like Oregon. You know, when you look at it. You have, you don't have one big middle school. You have three, three. middle schools. Yeah. So that's something that I think Schroeder needs to look at too: is how all three middle schools work, how they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I think that, and then and then of course there are other questions. Um, uh, one question I have is: Will he be here long term? Because he was at Pontiac for only three years. That's a big question. I think this team needs is long-term stability, you know? Yeah. You know, when Manza was here for four years, you know what I mean? He taught in the um, school district. Um, that's a concern that I have with this group, is what with, with Schroeder, is can, will he be here long-term? Yeah. That is the big question. Well, here's another question sitting from this side of the console here across from you at the table. What's considered long-term nowadays? I would say Do you maybe, think we're the age of... 20 plus years like Fife and some others do you think that is ever going to be the norm anymore I don't or think it's going to be the, the norm I don't think it's going to be the norm you know but I think you need a coach here that's here maybe 10 can maybe, you get 10 years I think you can get 10 years I really do Cause I, I in this day and age it seems like if you can get five or six out of somebody that's long term but you know, I think you know what I, mean? I think if you th- you, so you think ten's a, I think ten's a good number a decade I think a decade's good um but when I look at as we mentioned um 
there were a lot of questions. You know what I mean? And then, of course, I would really like to see Schroeder attend, like, football games. You know, I like to see him attend, like, other, like, fall sports or, like, spring, you know, to support the cult, to support the community. Yeah. You look at all the other coaches in the Lake Orient community, you know, they're there supporting the team. You know, you yeah. look at, of course, you know, Jim Mantle's been there supporting football and baseball. Of course, his sons both play there. Um, yeah, it helps when you have a reason to drive at, there. And then, of course, <laughs> you look at a guy like Bob Bridges, who um, yeah. not only coaches girls basketball, but also is there coaching track and field. I mean, like, you know, I think that if if you can get yourself notoriety, you know what I mean, you get yourself noticed, you know what I mean, be, be, I mean, be, like, be at these games, you know, be at these games, you know, supporting your future team. Now, uh, do you know what coach does outside coaching for a profession? Is he a teacher? Well, instructor? Do we know? That I do not know. Because a lot of that sort of thing, like you're just mentioning earlier about being out and about, can come into difficulty when if you got other things going on. Yeah, and and what, we, we, what was the trend we've seen across the OA recently? Uh, Harrison's shutting down. We know about that Hayden Park leaving. And what happened? Some, a lot of the coaches, in the, they keep them local. Right. right, they're teaching in the district. They're looking for instructors, people who can be long term. They're not just the coach, but they're also a teacher. So you have a vested interest in staying. If he's not an instructor, uh, new coach here at Lake Orion. If he's not an instructor, you know, he's just strictly a coach. You but know, I, I, I remember that change things. I remember that. I remember going back into that. You know, I was thinking to myself. You know, mm -hmm. envisioning it. It was Schroeder with Josh Schroeder, Joe Schroeder being the being the guy at Lake Orion, you know, I thought about myself. I thought about it. If he were to be the next coach at Lake Orion, you know, what would he do with the program? What yeah. would he, what would, um, and now he's the guy. Do we talk about the positives? I think we're just talking about the worries. What are the positives? The positives, you know, he lives in Lake Orion. Yeah. He is um, scheming. Uh, any positives of, on the play? A or lot anything? of people. A lot of people around the community know who he is. You know, I've talked to several people around the community. Yeah, and um, I think you know, um, with him there, I think it's going to be a very interesting approach. Um, but I'm curious to see how he does his first game in the <laughs> green and white. Yeah, I'll be curious to see. I mean, he's got to gel with this team he's got to he's got to gel with this team i think you know look at buy into what um to what this team's been doing because at lake orion there is a lot of multi-sport athletes on that team yes you know when you look at a player like drew van heck you know he he does multi-sport you know you look at but there's several players which coaches usually like oh yeah coaches usually like multi-sport players because they know what they're doing mm. because they do other sports you yeah. know what i mean uh, injury risk usually goes down because you're not specializing on one. Right, and injury risk goes down. Um, but the concerns that I have outweigh the um, positives. Really? And that's what I'm looking at with this hire. Okay. And I'm looking at with Schroeder. Is he, he's not been in the red, as we mentioned. Never been in the – he has not been in the red. It, the questions I have is this team's going to be playing a brutal, brutal schedule. And yeah. I've already – I've already looked at hints of the schedule, and, you know, you're playing against some very, very tough teams. But don't you see it as, like, yeah, you may have not been in the red, but he knows the OAA. That is true. Right? I mean, you can't. That is true. That has to be a huge positive because 
think of coaches that came from outside have come from outside the league. Well, that, sometimes, is, a, that so, is a huge advantage, too. right? Sometimes, that is a huge advantage. He does know the OA. Yeah, I mean, it can hit you between the eyes if you've never been up here. It can. I mean, he does know the landscape of the OA, yeah. which does help a lot. That is something you don't have to worry it about. It does help a lot that, you know, he does know. I mean, he does know Ferndale, knowing the experience playing against the Eagles um, in the blue when he was at Pontiac. Yeah. Oxford, he knows very well. Yeah. Um, on, the, on, the, on the 0 for 2 side, yeah. But I see it. I see it as like, hey, he's moving from Pontiac. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what the situation was down there, positive or negative. But he had a great year, and obviously he connected with the kids and the fans and the parents and all that sort of thing for the one year. They did really well, really well, which is fantastic. We were cheering him on all year. But for him to jump over to here, I almost see Lake it Warren. as yeah, to Lake Warren. I almost see him like this as a a new challenge. And as you know, coaches that are very competitive are always looking for a new challenge. And we know he's very competitive. And he, yeah, and he knows what he's doing because he's been around a while, right? So the mindset, I, I think it's – I think, you know, going from – I think you're worrying a little too much. I think going from the mindset, going from <laughs> Pontiac to Lake Orion, you know what I mean? Of course, Lake Orion, a much bigger school yeah. than Pontiac. Of course, you can, you can look at um, – it wouldn't surprise me, you know, with the transition period. It's going to have to happen during the season. You know. Well, yeah, that with you don't know what you have until you're out there, right? You got to roll mm-hmm. the ball, put it on the court, and see what happens. Right, and I think, and I think the summer schedule has to be very important for this group, you know. And I'm not being mean here, but the summer schedule has to be important. You know, it'll give you an idea what you have talent wise. It'll give you an idea how to handle how to handle with this. Yeah, group, you know, and I think you know when you look at with what Schroeder ha- was going to have with this team, I know a lot of people have said this is a great hire. You know, this is a great hire that um that the um, Lake Orient Athletic Department made, and you know there are a lot of there are a lot of positives, but there are a lot of concerns. You know, the you get, cons- but there's concerns with any I name coming in. You could be a big name, small name, doesn't matter. There's always going to be concerns. I agree. I agree with you. Well, if there is one positive, <laughs> at least um, this coaching hire was much better than the Giants pick. Oh, my word. In the NFL draft. That was terrible. And did you see the news? I know it. I, one of their draft picks, six-rounder, got shot. Uh, they were from Washington, I guess, the University of Washington. Me? No, uh, out in California, I think it was. Uh, they were out. Uh, he, the the six-rounder was just notified by the Giants that they picked him up. And oh, I don't know what they were doing, goodness. but the one a current member, I believe, of the Washington Huskies—that's where he came from. Yeah, uh, as a defensive back, uh, his teammate was killed. Oh my goodness! And the recently drafted six-round Giants pick was wounded. So, like, what, what is what is going on? I mean, don't get me started on Duke quarterback either. Yeah, I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> I have a whole segment. Crazy. On B- I have a whole segment yeah. on between terminus oh, yeah. talking about that. Uh, there's a BT record uh, between terminus. They, the guys were in the studio recorded a podcast uh, due to time, so check it out. It should be up. Uh, it's up right now. It's up already. So it take a peek already. at it. Orientontv dot org. Head over to our YouTube page. Yep. But um, my final thoughts before we go to break on yeah. the I'm shorter hire. Um, I think the jury's out because I know a lot of people are gonna look at um <laughs> are gonna look at Lake Orient Electric or Chris Bell here yeah, um, yeah. at this hire um you know and I'm and excited for it I don't... I, I'm curious to see how this hire will work you know yeah. especially the last time I know 
it's a different level. And the girls game, of course, when they went to the red, when they hired Mike Griffin, um, you know, I ended up being not a good move. Well, there's a lot of a lot of things that happened. I mean, a lot of injuries the one year. Yeah, I mean, you true. can't deny that. Yeah, I can't deny that. I mean, that. half the starters or more than half the starters were injured. Yeah, but, you know, and uh, I don't know, but we'll see. But yeah, I think yeah. this is a very interesting hire. I'm not as worried as You're you not, seem to be. Yeah. He's, he, I've got s- a lot of worry. I got a lot. <laughs> you worry of about a lot of things, though, not just uh, driving when I basketball. Look at, when I look at this, when I look at, yeah, I mean, I worry a lot of things. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. Sandy cracking uh, me up. Let's take a break here. Um, we got some track and field to talk about yeah. here on Oi Now. This is Lake Orion's own, the local voice. Call ONTV and get on air. 248-393-1060. Let your voice be heard. Internet radio for all. Call ONTV and get on air. This is the local voice, where you can listen to your favorite classic rock songs, as well as podcasts created by ONTV and its volunteers. If you're looking for a high school sports update show, we have OAA Now. If you want to hear about some great movies, we have Movies for Dumb Guys. You can also create your own podcast by taking a course with us. For more information, call 248-393-1060. Welcome back to OI Now here. I'm Sammy Timmy here with Ian Lockett. Hey. Um, we got a lot. Um, we talked about the Schroeder... Um, Higher at Lake Orion. Now we got track and field recap. Um, the Oxford Invitational, the Elmer Ball Invitational over at Oxford. Um, of course, Lake Orion won both boys and, and girls. girls. Yeah. Um, of course, Lake Orion girls, really interesting story. Um, no Melissa Simons there. No, she was out of town, uh, family gathering, I guess. And, you know, a lot of the um, fans, including myself, were like, oh, she's not here. Oh, oh what's going to happen? What happened? They rolled anyway. But there were some positives when you look at the other teams. I mean, like, Farmington, I thought, had a really great showing. Birmingham Seaholm, their distance, some showed a lot. And they had some positive results in the throws as well. I mean, when you look at um, when you look at the Maples, I mean, like, they're not just a um, distance threat. I mean, like, they're, they got a throws threat as well. I mean, they, they did very well in the throws. Yeah, it was... Um... We're trying to pull up uh, some of the results here, but I'm having a hard time here on uh, the site. For some reason, it's blocking me out. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway, I was there. I was there all so day. Was I. There all day. And what was up with the so throws? Man, the field events took longer than the running events, and they started at 10 a.m. Well, the thing is, what the the thing is, I mean, like I know, um, and I know the Oxford people over there. They like to take their they like to take their time. <laughs> they really like to take your time. I, I just give them a hard time. I mean, it was funny. It's not that they were blaming the 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 uh, the athletes, but but the announcements during the day were like, "You better get over there. You got ten minutes after your running event, or we're going to disqualify you. We're going to scratch you." And I don't know if that got things moving, but they were still going on late uh, late that day. Well, I mean, like. It's an interesting how they handle the rules there. I mean, like, you know, it's an, it's. I understand that they wanted to put it like a regional format. Yes. Well, that's why a lot of a lot of the teams like to go there because it, it is set up like a regional and it's, you know, and it kind of gets you a setup of where do you stand with other teams 
of like quality before the big big day, right? But when you look at um, but when you look at it, you gotta have some leeway here a little bit here, considering <laughs> early in the morning you're going in northwest winds of about oh. twenty to twenty five <laughs> miles per hour to start. Yeah, to start. I mean, like, come on. No kidding. And where the the discus they were throwing against the wind. Yes, and, and then the throw shot put you were throwing with the with wind. the wind, and the pole vaulters. I was sitting there watching. Well, it wasn't so bad on the field, but I was thinking of you guys when you guys up, up on the hill, up on the hill, and uh, down on the track. It, it didn't really affect you until you came around the 200 meter curve. And then it's like wind, right? It was just really, really cold. And but down there, the wind was at least cut a little bit. I mean, when the, when the wind finally started dying down, he's seen some good throws. Yeah, in. yeah. I mean, I've got to be impressed with. Um, Farmington. I've, I've yeah. mentioned, I've got to be impressed with Farmington. Well, Jordan both. Turner, especially Jordan Turner and Val Pallet. Of course, Pallet, I've known a lot of hype surrounding her. Um, she is, she threw the spin her seventh grade year in middle school. She threw the spin technique yeah. and mastered it. There's not a lot of, not a lot of people. There's not doing a lot it. you can say. No. Not a lot you can say. I mean, she mastered the spin technique. Um, she already got the record holder record broken in Farmington. Um, and then Jordan Turner, of course, um, Jordan Turner, we know from his football I mean, days, you know, when he played football, but he's a heck of an athlete in the throws as well. I mean, Absolutely. Like, Turner, uh, only a junior, right? And he's going to be back next year for coach Corey Sorochin's football team. Yep. And a whole, if I'm looking at the results here, uh, for the guys shot put on the Oxford invite. And like we said, this is kind of a good gauge of where the teams are at in the middle I guess we're called the middle just after the middle of the season and you're amping up and getting ready for the regionals which if you don't know in track regionals is it yeah if you don't perform well at regionals and uh, uh, place top three top three you don't go to state unless you throw a specific mark or run a specific time right to me that's not right well it's so difficult especially with the weather this year that times are to to most point are kind of stunted because and we had no injuries because of the cold. And to me, that's not right because but, I think there's got to be other avenues to possibly it, if you get the state qualification mark during the dual meet. I think if you get it during the dual season, I think that it's a great if you get well, it there, you should go to state. Well, it has the hard part, and I kind of I understand the more I've been in it, you know, in the high school stuff, the more I get it why they do it that way. There were, I think, 18 to 20 competitors in the mile at the state meet, about the same amount in the 3,200. So if you start adding, those are all regional qualifiers. Right. And don't get me wrong, some of those regional one, two, threes didn't belong in the I state know. meet. I and know. we got kids running the OAA that are faster than that, but the regions are so difficult, they're, they're just shut out of the state competition. I know. Um, don't get me started on I know. So anyway, I ain't um, going there. But um, but if there was a team that I was really impressed Far- with, Farmington, Farmington was it? You, you both boys it. and girls, correct? Really impressed them. Both took second place. In yeah, them. here I got the scores. Here, let me grab both uh, teams were second place. Both boys and girls. Yes, on the guys' side, uh, the Farmington men tied uh, Oxford with fifty-seven points. Bully for Oxford on the guys' side. And this team's really had some issues in the dual season. Yes, which is wow. 
right? So keep an eye on them on well, the regional side. Well, being at home, being at home kind of helps a lot. And um, they and they they had some crazy performances. Like I know really about Tyler, good. The I know about meters. Ross. I know about Ross. You know Unbelievable. I mean? uh, Lake Orion guys won with ninety points. Right. Uh, Farmington was second at fifty-seven. Oxford second with fifty-seven. But when I look Stony at Stony Creek men, fifty-one. Close. Okay, I'm looking at it from this perspective. When you look at the Lake Orion region, yeah, you're gonna have to deal with Grand Blank most likely. Yes. And then you got. I have the region right here. Yeah, you got Grand Blank in there. We got uh, Grand Blank, Davison, always tough. Davison always Holly, tough. Holly loaded with distance runners. And, and then, you got, then you have the usual suspects. You got Avondale. Well, you bring in Lapeer in here. Bloomfield Hills. Yeah, Lapeer. That's a new. That Lapeer. They it? were usually up north. You yeah, know, they usually a, went up north with them. Midland, Midland Dow. Yeah. Um, now they're bringing them here. You know, yeah, little, Stony Creek. Stony I mean, Creek. this is a mm-hmm. like we said, it's loaded. You know, Holly, Grand Blank, Clarkston. We it's know what loaded. they are. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, and then of course you look Romeo's at Romeo's tough. Mm-hmm. And then you look at on the girls' side of things. You know, I was I mentioned really impressive Farmington. I knew about Val Pallet, what she did. I'm getting 20 points for her team there. Um, also, um, also the team I'm mostly concerned about. I was very surprised. Stony Creek. Yeah. Stony Creek's a team you gotta keep an eye on. Absolutely. I mean, I gotta give. I know their coaching staff very well. I know what um, I know what they've done. Um, and that's a and their girls is very their girls. I said last week on the podcast, don't be surprised if Stony Creek gave Lake Orion problems. Yeah. Uh. Yes. And Stony Creek, where did they end up? I was they're at sixth place at forty nine points, but they put in some. They have a lot of young. Runners, a lot of young distance runners that are rounding into form. We saw them as freshmen a year ago. We saw and them they perform, and, and they are develop- better. They're they- developing, and they're getting better each day. Absolutely. Uh, Stony Creek on the guy's side, fourth place, 51 points. That is a team you got to watch for. Yes. That is a team that is on the rise. It's the Stony Creek Cougars. Mm-hmm. That is a team that's, that's going to be a very dangerous team. Well, on the girls' side, here's, here's the top five. Like Orion women won 100 to 0.5. It was a dominant performance. Right. But like you said, without far Melissa Simon. Without their number one runner. Mm-hmm. Right? They right. could have gone one, two in multiple events. True. Um, so that's, you know, lots and lots of points. Farmington took seconds, we mentioned. 72 and a half. So they gave a nice run. I mean, you're talking, what, a first place, second place, thrown well, we in there a couple Powell seconds. We know about and the throws. We know about Val yeah. Powell and the throws. Seaholm uh, put on a show, too. They are that distance formidable. runner. That <laughs> distance runner. That sophomore. Uh, the sophomore Diadamio. Oh, she is for real. I mean, I saw her up on the hill, and I'm saying to myself, in those wow. conditions, she ran a like, sub wow. five minute mile. Going like wow. Yes, and she trucked. Can you just a... imagine her going against Sophie Novak? <laughs> well, they did. They did go against each other in the mile, mm-hmm. and Sophie ran a school record, I believe, a 505. Uh, so she's uh, bettered her school record. But Diadamio is on a whole nother level. Uh, she's, I believe her mile time is the tops in the state so far as a sophomore. And the weather conditions I got to wonder where she trains at. I know. <laughs> got to wonder where she trains I at. know. And came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. like she had a really good freshman campaign. But this is crazy. I mean, just uh, lights out. Complete just lights pa- out. another pair of the Seaholm um, distance yes. crew. Yes. And they got a throw threat, too. Yes. 
They got to throw us. The only concern I have with Seaholm is their spritz. That is the concern I have with them. And, you know. But to score 62 to score points. 62 is not bad. Nope. Um, against some quality competition out there. Uh, who was uh, a fourth was Clarkston at 55 and Ooh. a half. Now you're talking about a team on a rise or a team on decline. Just a Clarkson to me looks like a team that's on a little bit of a decline. A little, little. bit behind. It was odd because the usual faces weren't there Saturday at the Oxford. Ferguson or Mia Patria. Mia, yeah, the Ferguson sisters, who we've the, the big three we call them, or the big four even with Patria in there, and then they have a new freshman coming on that's of course really really good in the mm-hmm. distance. So, but we were missing. So I, I, it has to be injuries. That's we. Has to be that's injuries. We assume. And uh, we'll know what this Wednesday, uh, was it May 1st? Yeah. Or 2nd, May 1st? Um, the uh, Clarkston-Lake Warren matchup, gotcha. which yeah. is always a, a head nail-biter, head-to-head battle. It always is a nail-biter yeah. when the Dragons and Wolves play. Yeah. I mean, it always is. I mean, and I think the question here for me is, and I Ad- remember... Ad- Adams was fifth, by the way, for the girls at 51 points. Sorry. I remember when I look at Clarkston, you and me talked about this two years ago, when we did the when we when when we did the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Clarkston's lack of balance is a big concern here for Kevin Breen and his team. Yeah, because they can have all the distance they want, but when you don't have a sprint threat, that's a problem. Yeah, and I think that's where Clarkson's at. Well, I'm looking at the seeding so far, the hypotheticals of the top in the in region and until, nine. And until Clarkson develops that sprint threat, they ain't gonna go anywhere. Let me go to the we looking at the women. And the women. So yeah. Clarkston Clarkston women do not have anybody in the top ten in the one hundred meters. They have somebody in top three with Carly Madison Mattinson as a sophomore. Very respectable time in the 200 meters, so she could be uh, interesting to see there. Allie Erickson, yeah, that familiar I, I last name in the 400 meters, uh-huh. right? I know her brothers. Yep, uh, brother was the running back, correct? Nolan Erickson and yep. Ian Erickson. Speed abounds, right? In the 800 meters, they have nobody currently, which is shocking. In the top 10, um, Clarkson in the 1600, they do with uh, Dalrymple. Liz, Liz yep. Dalrymple, she's an uh, all-stater in cross-country. Did Dalrymple run on? on yes, she did. She ran okay. a really nice uh, 5.06. Okay. Uh, but she's touched closer to right. uh, on the indoors. She's been a lot faster. So, you know, the weather conditions were crazy. Um, but that's it so far this season. In the 3,200, you have Grace Nolan. Just Grace, I know a lot about Grace Nolan. Grace Nolan, she's the top seed so far in the Region 9 from Clarkston. But they also have Dalrymple. So there's two. Again, it's the same. It's the same, same, same problem. And Grace Nolan's overlooked. The seniors signed a, signed with uh, Oakland, D1 mm-hmm. to run. And she's it's the same problem with nationals. Clarkson. It's yeah. the same problem with Clarkson. The sprints are, the sprints are could be a big problem for them. 100-meter hurdles. There's no, no yep. Clarkson. Clarkson yep. has a 300-meter hurdle in Shea Harbaugh, the 11th grader. It's a new name uh, that I we didn't see. Well, at least we haven't heard from. But she's seated top three. So we can see that. But you look at Lake Orion, they got multiple entrants in these top ten. But also Stony Creek, you got to look at them. They're like yep. a sleeper team to watch. Bloomfield Hills, another one. Yep. Um, Rochester is Bloomfield another. Bloomfield Hills, multiple entries in the top ten. Uh-huh. Bloomfield Hills. 800 you know, meters. Yep. I mean, there's, 
There's mm-hmm. quality quality abounds. But so. people are going to ask me about track. You know what? I mean? People are going to ask me what track is. Who's touching Oak Park? Nobody. Not a lot of people. <laughs> and they and weren't there. We thought uh, I thought Oak Park would be competing this year. That's two straight years of them not coming uh, to the Oxford invite. But you know, it's kind of had this, that local feeling when you were at the. It uh, did. It was. It was. There were uh, a lot of local teams there. Yeah, it was pretty much all OAA all the time. Fraser was there. Well, Fraser was there. Utica was there. Yeah, Utica. Kat, Waterford, Kettering, Waterford Mount were both there. They were there, and they are in, in the. And Lacombe Latch North was there. Yep, and they they put in some really um, nice nice performances. Uh, who else was there? Um, Last Cruise North, Macomb Last Cruise North was there. Yes. Uh, Frazier was there, was, you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Utica was there. Of course, they had that sprinter. There was some, yes, fantastic sprinter. Um, and on the guy's side, I got to give props to, there was one, I think, meet record set. It was uh, Thomas Mormon from Lake Orion in the 300-meter hurdles. Flying. Shane Ross is a very good hurdler for Oxford. That was an amazing race. He is a very good that hurdler. Was, that was neck and neck. Let me dig that up. Uh, Shane Ross, he was three-tenths behind uh, Thomas Mormon, and he set the meet record. But that I'm looking at go three-tenths looked like it was a mile. My goodness. Mormon. So he's, he's, he's on a mission to go All-State again in that event, win regionals. He won it last year. Um, I think he's on, he's on a mission to go uh, to take this at the state title. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, a rumor has it he signed with uh, Grand Valley, so he'll be running for the Lakers. That'd be very interesting. Of course, um, I know. I think this is for some teams. This is the final dual meet of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, take for a, a couple of these teams. Yeah, I uh, Lake Orion. It is. Um, we had an early one before spring break, mm-hmm. uh, so that's people kind of forget. I think. Well, that and was, I think a lot of this is a lot of these teams are the final league meet. Of the regular season, dual yeah. me of the regular season before yeah. they go into um leagues and regionals, yeah. and then um yep, and then of course you know we're getting really close. Yeah, I know it, it goes so quickly. The season does. goes so fast. It's it's uh, I would say it's sad, but I mean the middle school is just getting underway. It's getting underway. It's just crazy. <laughs> and it's I know, you it, know it's, it, it gets crazy. Of course, you know middle school meets are starting today, and yeah, then yeah, that's the even meets. more compact. Oh yeah, I mean that's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. So, uh, hey, I recommend recommend all you guys, if you're listening, check out your local track team. Get out there. Cheer these athletes on. It's amazing to see. Uh, try to come to the OAA uh, championship. Uh, red and white are together. Red and white are together. Right? Blue and gold are together. Okay, so they're they're trying to make it a true OAA championship as opposed I think to. The, I think the white, I think the blue and gold meets at Farmington this year. Not sure if it's okay. there, either there or. But I know the bread and whites at Oxford. Oxford, yeah. So it's a familiar, familiar territory for all the runners. It's a good facility. They run a and pretty a solid the, meet. And a lot of the teams that were there were from the white. Because when you look at... Yeah, who's in the white? Share with everybody. Bloopia Hills is in there. Um, Troy's in there. Um, I didn't see Troy Athens. I didn't see... I didn't see um, them either. I didn't see... Because um, it's based on, geogra- it's based on geographic. Geography. Okay. geography. You know what I mean? Farmington. What, Farmington. Seaholm, I think Seaholm, uh, Blue Bay Hills is in the white. Stony Creek's in the white. So it's basically what happens Saturday minus a couple teams is minus what the OA teams. is going to be like. Yeah, what the what the OA league meet's going to yeah. look like. So the league meet in the past, it was just OA red and Lake Orion. Demo- red, white, blue, and gold. Yeah, and they had their own individuals. And for the last several years, at least three. Three? Yeah, at least three. Yeah, Lake Orion women have dominated. On their side of things, um, Clarkson at one point did. 
And I, I think it's a good idea. I remember I, the boys had Adams to dominate. Yeah, Adams, like, Adams, Lake, Lake Orion always came out on top. You know, so it's going to be. I think it's going to be. I think it's a good change. It's be interesting. You gotta. You have to really earn those all conference accolades now. You know, and then when you look at the blue gold meet, you know, yeah. I think it's going to really challenge a team like Oak Park. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have Farmington in there. I think Seahome's going to be a team to watch in there. Um, Royal Oak's another one. Seahome is in which division? I think Seahome's in the blue. Blue? Okay. Yeah, they are in the blue. Because um, I know one thing. I, I that yeah, Diadami, I don't want, don't want to see her again if you don't have to. <laughs> she is you, that good. You're gonna, you're likely gonna have to, you know, especially when you look at big invitational this weekend in track and field. It's the yeah, New Balance New Invitational Balance. at Farmington. A lot of the top teams usually go to this. Yeah, top teams across uh, across Southeast across Michigan. Southeast Michigan. Yeah. So you I get mean, a really, it's a really good staging ground for uh, people tuning up for regionals and states. You're, it's really good. It's a really, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting meet over at Farmington. I hope the weather holds out. I'm tired of this cold. Well, let's see what the weather's calling for early. Um, the weather, it's a Saturday meet, rain and 60 degrees. Come on. I'm serious. Rain Last year it was about 80 degrees or 79, I believe, and sunny and hot. And it was completely night and day from last year, the weather well, this year. It's, you can't trust Mother Nature. No, I can't, and I'm sorry. I mean, to get it's upset. supposed to rain most of the week, this whole week. Uh, Wednesday's supposed to be 67 and dry for the Clarkston Lake Orion. And whoever, Not what uh, I got. It changed? I got showers and storms. For Wednesday? For Wednesday. Well, we checked last night, and if it changed, well, you know, it changes by the hour. I got showers and thunderstorms. Oh, man, there. I hope not. Um... Big time question there. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. It's going to be exciting. We'll see. All right. Let's take a break here. Um, we got some other sports to talk about here in a way now. Please remember that CFL bulbs, you know, those curly energy efficient light bulbs everybody is using to save electricity, shouldn't be thrown away in your trash. Neither should batteries or home medical sharps. You can check with your local community to see where they can be recycled. Some retailers will allow you to bring them in for recycling. You can also order simple kits online that allow you to collect your recyclables and simply mail them away to be properly recycled. This green tip was brought to you by your friends at Waste Management. Music, weather, sports, and you. Me? Yes, you. You're listening to The Local Voice. Well, welcome back to Oi Now here. I'm Sammy Timini here with Ian Lockett. Hey. Um, we got a lot. We, I mean, we got um. We talked track and field. We talked boys basketball. Yeah. Um, let's keep keep on the spring sports routine here. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to talk softball a little bit. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the highlights. Um, some of the um, everything here around softball. Um, until anybody beats Clarkson, I I just don't see anything happening. You know, Clarkson looked dominant again. They did the North Farmington, which is Okay. An absolute blowout. Now. Have they matched up with Lake Orion just yet? They were supposed to play last week. However, it got rained Rain out. Um, so we were. So it was a sad thing there that, ne- that neither of those two teams would play each other. Well, they don't make them up in softball? Just too many games? I think they do make them up. But I'm I not would sure hope when. so. 
I mean, that's a league uh, league game. That basically for your league title when you look at it. Um, when you look at both Clark, when you look at Clarkson, of course they got a Northwestern commit and Hannah Katie. Yeah, they have a I believe a Northwood commit to your Christian. Um, but then of course you look at of course the Abby Tomlowski, who's another D one commit for Clarkston. Um, Lake Orion, they got their fair share of commits as well. Yeah. You know, when you look at um, when you look at, of course, Tessa News going to Binghamton, New York. Um, you look at um, you look at others, but if there's one person that I'm really disappointed to get a softball scholarship, or maybe a basketball scholarship, maybe it's Peyton Shadaya. Really, I think she, I think she's very, she's very athletic, very talented. And for her not to get any offers, was she looking? I don't know, but you for know, me, sometimes for me, it, for me, that I was really surprised she didn't yeah. get one. I was really surprised because I'm wondering if uh, she was looking to continue on. Because some students go, "Hey, I like this program at this large school, and I can't compete," and that's what's you know for me. But I was, but that, but yeah, that's yeah. What really I mean, she's a solid player she's and has been for, player. forever. You know, but if you look at Lake Orion Clarkson softball. Those are the two teams that are the two best teams in this league. And the fact that they're in the same district is really sad. <laughs> and then you put them, you got Kettering in there, Oxford's in there. Yeah. That's Brutal. whoever wins that district. Yeah. It's going to have a deep, deep run. And I know North Farmington's going to have to deal with Farmington's mercy. Um, and I know a lot of people have been talking about the mighty Hazel Park bandwagon. Cool. Because. They are in a district where not as strong, but they can win that. You know, that they, but I've been, a couple weeks ago, I've really bashed Hazel Park on the word reach higher. Mm. This team that needs to reach higher. They got enough experience to do some damage. Um, And then, of course, you have, of course, and then you have Rochester, Stony Creek. Yeah. You know. Rochester's having a surprise year. I didn't expect. Um, Boompy Hills, another team. But as mentioned, we'll see. Until, Until the jury's out. Well, is it out or is it halfway in? It's halfway in. Right? I mean, you're, you're right. Clarkston is the juggernaut. They are. They're the ones that are clobbering the competition. They are. Uh, no surprise. Um. You know. Probably the only team that give them problems is Lake Orion. Well, that's what I, that was my question. Who do you think can challenge them? That's Lake Orion. I think Lake Orion can question. I could, it could challenge them. Now, the only concern I yeah. have is Sarah Conley. I mean, like, Sarah Conley, of course, I know she's a very good pitcher. I know. Um, that's our, the new pitcher the transferred, new pitcher in, transferred from in from Kansas. Kansas. Yep. Um, but the concern I have is who is your number two behind Conley? Have, have, you don't really have that. <laughs> no. And hasn't the. That's been the M.O. of the Dragons for some time. You have an ace, but you, you have, have no ace, number two. You have no number two. And then the pitching's been a huge concern. Yeah. That's been a concern for me. I mean, Dragons. I mean, you can hit. Well, that that's the thing. Dragons bring the power, right? They were out scoring teams last year. But mm-hmm. now you, uh, the ERA, I mean, the it's coming down, right? Well, you got to bring your ERA down, obviously. Well, it's coming down with the, the new pitcher, Conley, the addition yes. of Conley. So uh, I had I had the pleasure of speaking with her uh, father a week ago while we're standing in the rain waiting for our truck to be pulled out of the mud, the ON TV production van down at the softball field because it was raining again. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, really complimentary of the Lake Orion program. She's fitting right in, and instead of the Dragons looking to beat a team 15 to 12, they can now beat a team 7 to 3. You know, or eight well, you to gotta four. Win a game. You got to win a game, though, which is one nothing. I know, but you got to win a game like that. But those—that's even difficult to do. I don't know if you have who have how many people in this league have an ace that can shut you down and sh- shoot shutouts. I could think. Well, I could think one, Clarkson. Yeah, one. But you got to get them on it. You can get them on an off get day. Get them on a bad day, right? We've seen it be. Ha- we've seen it before. We've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And but, then, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to softball. Let's go to baseball. Yeah, yeah. What's happening in baseball? Um, when I look at baseball, um, I, I know it's praising Rochester for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that still I'm praising him a little bit. But Lake Orient's a team is an enigma. They're an enigma. In what way? Um, both, you know, they have had some games they played really well. But there's some games that gave me some head scratchers. Up and down? Yeah. I know several OA teams played at Jimmy John Stadium the other day. Yes. Uh, Berkeley played there. Lake Orient's played there. Um, Rochester played there. Very cool uh, venue. Mm-hmm. Very cool experience for those guys. I've never been to Jimmy John's Field. It's really nice. Uh, it's right along, uh, was M59, rolling into uh, Utica there, right? Yeah, just, rolling around there. Utica. Right? It's just right there on the uh, north side of 59, and it just sits right. It's really nice. Several teams have played there. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea. You know, and I know I've seen several teams play at Comerica Park. Oh, um, really? I've seen several teams play there. wonder why they don't do, uh, I, mean, I guess, maybe wear and tear on the field. Who knows? Uh, but there's there's a league that at Jimmy John's Field, right? It's only like four teams, but that's they all play at that field. It's mm-hmm. really low-level minor league baseball. Nice venue. Why not have a regional there? Not they should bi- have a Not big enough? I think it would be a great venue. They should have a regional there. I think they should have, they should have a regional there. That's a great venue. You're right. Yeah. You got everything maybe there. Maybe even a state quarterfinal there. Instead of maybe having not playing at Wayne State, why not play it at Jimmy John's? Yeah. That makes it, it makes it simple. If you're, if you're a northern team, why not just go east of 59 and just basically play there? I mean, the only thing I'd worry about is parking down there, but obviously they have it figured out. Um, I'm not with well, the seating can't be any less if than you Wayne go to state. Michigan state. If you go to Michigan State for the state final, parking's an absolute nightmare. Oh, is it? It is an absolute nightmare. Can't park in front of IM West? No. Come on. <laughs> no. But, you know, that is yeah, what yeah. it is. Um, let's go to lacrosse. Yeah, what's happening? Until anybody beats Birmingham, Blue Bay Hills, United rolling. Girls. Yeah, yeah, they're rolling. Rolling, rolling. They're rolling. Speed on that team is ridiculous. I know. Speed on that team is very good. Um, and the women's game, if you have speed, watch out. Yeah. The points add up very quickly. Yeah. Men's lacrosse. Um, you know, I'm still looking at it here. Bloopy Hills has played well. Clarkson's starting to bounce back. Yeah. Um, but until the jury's out for me, until you go into the Dragons Den and beating La- beat Lake Orion, I don't want to hear it. Dragons still rolling, eh? I think Lake Orion. When I looked at the state rankings, I was really irritated. Oh. To see Clarkson <laughs> and Lake Orion behind a couple of these teams, I think Sterling High seems to overrated. Really? I really do. do they... I still think the east side Macomb County, until they see a team like Lake Orion, who's going to go into that regional, I don't want to hear it. Until you beat Lake Orion in Macomb County, I just don't want to hear it. Yeah. Now, Clarkson, Oxford, tough regional. Very tough regional there. Moobie Hills, tough regional. 
But for me, if Macomb County wants to hype themselves up, then you know what? I'm going to say this. Go to four, 495 East Scripps Road and tell me a question about <laughs> it. That's my thoughts on that. That's the address for the football field, right? Yep. Um. Well, here's a question. So what are the state rankings then? Where do they have uh, Clark Stanton? For me and Brother Ice is a top team right now. Okay. Um, I haven't really looked at the rankings yet, okay. but I know somebody, a lot of people have. I know Lake Orion's lost a couple games that they should not have lost. Okay. Um, Clarkston right now starting to roll, which is starting to get back to where they've been at. Yeah. Um, and then okay. of course you look at, of course, several of these teams are in division or in um, division two, which makes it really interesting. Yeah. Some um, of these established programs have been around a while. Oh yeah. And you know, we talked about state rankings. We, who would we see? We saw teams, some, no matter the sport, Oh yeah, they're top five or whatever. I mean, we saw it in softball last year. Lake Orion was like not even considered for a while. Me, they're like, and they're to rolling. Me, to me, state rankings doesn't it, matter. No, it doesn't matter yeah. because state rankings it tells you where you're at, but then again, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you. It actually doesn't tell you anything. Anything? Yes. It doesn't tell you anything. No. Unless you know, unless then, those guys are meeting up in like a weekend tournament or something like that, then you can gauge yourself against the team. You know, but, I you know when I watch shows like State Champs. Yeah, I watch shows like that. I I get so sick and tired at times <laughs> that some of these, and I know we have we had Scott Bernstein on here. He's worked for state champs, but I get annoyed at times. You know, <laughs> at several of the things they do. Several, I get annoyed, and I can't imagine Sam. <laughs> and there's times, you know, that I just think to myself. What are you thinking? <laughs> and but hey, but they they have coverage of they do have coverage, so you can actually see what the heck's going on. Oh yeah, they do. I mean, like I do, I do. Besides them, who else is doing it? Talking about high school sports. Besides you, us? that's it. Besides, the, well, you got in my prep zone there, Drew Ellis. They're yeah. still there, yeah. Um, but um, but still, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's times that um. You know they have this. Um, they have. I know they have sponsors. I know that. Um, yes. Lawrence State. Lawrence Tech. High on yeah. Lawrence Tech. I mean, like. I think Lawrence Tech allows. Without Lawrence Tech, this wouldn't be. I agree. On it wouldn't I be agree. on the air. I agree. I agree. Um, but you know they seem to be expanding to other sports. Their coverage is growing. They try to dabble and you know they try to mix it up a little bit. I think they even used some of our footage on TV sports footage for a they couple. Do. Uh, they did amazing. I remember shots the volleyball play. Yes. I remember the volleyball play. Were you calling that? I called that yes, one. The not... collage kill against Clarkson. Unbelievable! Oh, that was insane. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was insane. Yeah. I remember that one. And the great thing is, we could hear you screaming in the background. They didn't. They didn't drown you out with uh, music. Yeah, they. They tried. <laughs> they tried. They tried. It's, tr- it's it. tough to drown you out with music, dude. Especially when you get excited on the mic. Well, I, that was an insane play, though. It was. That was one of those points. Are that you kidding the me? The points were going forever, and then just out of nowhere. I mean, anytime, just crazy. Anytime you call a volleyball matchup, anytime, you know what I mean. I was very thankful calling the um, the um state, the um regional final. Yes, the regional semifinals. You know, it was a great account. It was a yeah, great yeah. experience. They're fun. I mean, volleyball. They're fun. You know. Uh, I've covered and then volleyball call for during years. the season. You yes. know what I mean? Being the main announcer for um, ON TV. Yeah, side man. Of things. I covered volleyball for years. Uh, 
you and I have done a couple games together. Usually, You've done a couple track games. Yep, yep. Uh, and I hope to do more. And I remember sitting there going, my first volleyball launch, going, yeah, okay. And then you're like, oh, man. I mean, it is exciting. You're It's edge of your seat. It's tough to get your breath. Uh, because especially, there's a lot going well, on. Well, and especially one of these matchups when Lake Orion plays Clarkson in volleyball. Oh, fantastic. It's nuts. Yeah. It is absolutely nuts. There's not a lot of must see high school sports, but when those two teams get together in volleyball. Or Lake Orion Stony Creek. You know, yes. I mean, Stony Creek's another one. Always. You know? Yeah. You know, I remember I had the pleasure of calling the Boomba Hills game, you know, yep. getting some inside information there for those. Packed to the rafters uh, in the gym, ruckus crowd. Every point is the World Series walk-off home run. It feels like it. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic. It feels like it, you know. But a lot of, lot of stuff going around. Yep. All right, now, um, what's log- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close on out here this this time this week here. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep on the coaching situations over at um, – for boys basketball, we're at Adams, Avondale, and now Pontiac involved Ooh, yeah. now. So we'll keep an eye on those coaching situations also. Um, we'll see what happens heading in. Um, keep an eye on the blogs at um, Lake Orion Sports. It's the Dragons Insider um, for Inside the OA. I mean, for the OA, it's Inside the OA. So I'm Sammy Tamini here. Let's sign off. Take care. See you all next week, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Views on the show are Sammy's and his alone. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give us a call at 248-393-1060. That's all for this edition of OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.